The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. The Broncos Blitz Podcast. News and analysis to help you be a better Broncos fan. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow him on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast. I want to discuss a little bit of a longer-term uh, situation for the Denver Broncos. We're going to zoom out today, if you will. We're going to talk about John Elway. We're going to talk about Joe Ellis. We're going to talk about the ownership of this team. Where does Drew Locke fit into all this, and how does it look moving forward for the Denver Broncos? Have they decided? Can they decide? And what's in the future for the Denver Broncos moving forward? That is today's topic on the podcast. Of course, you can always tweet the show at Ronnie K Radio. You can follow, of course, at MileHighSports.com, where we have... Well, podcasts daily on uh, there, and of course, articles as well, too, on the Broncos. Lots of great stuff that you can check out. And of course, previews coming up for Raiders Week. And man, you know, it just hasn't felt the same, right? Like, Raiders Week, does it does it truly mean the same to you? I don't know. Kind of kind of doesn't feel that way. We may have to have another podcast on that a little bit later. But today I want to focus on the long-term situation. As you know, Drew Locke, the quarterback, the man making all the decisions, John Elway, and maybe the guy up above him, Joe Ellis. The ownership situation not resolved yet. As it stands right now, what it appears to be the case, at least from my seat, is that Brittany Bolin appears to be the individual who is on track, maybe the best way to put it, uh, on a path to to uh, very well become potentially the new owner, or the next owner, if you will, of the Denver Broncos. Now, the issue, obviously, Brittany Bolin being just simply too young. Somebody who's just getting into her 30s, still learning about business. Now, she's working in the organization, and uh, certainly gaining some experience, but it's just it would be unprecedented to see somebody of her age take over this early. Now, you have John Elway, Joe Ellis, in the seats that they are in currently right now. Joe Ellis, president of the Denver Broncos, more of a football administrative business individual, somebody who's 61 years old right now, somebody who uh, could be very well in the situation of uh, you know getting involved with uh, you know potentially a short-term uh, deal where Joe Ellis hands the reins to Brittany Bowen if that is what is to be moving forward. I don't want to get into the court situation or the battle between the family. Obviously, Beth Bowen Wallace kind of plays a, a part in all of this, but to me, at least the seat, it appears that from afar, Joe Ellis is to hand the reins to Brittany Bowen on a long-term situation. And look, in six, seven years, Joe Ellis will be somewhere in the range of 66, 67 years old, and Brittany Bowen will be in her mid-30s. So I think you could see maybe that scenario playing out. Um, but what happens in between? What happens until then? What What is this team to be uh, you know, right now? Because that's what fans look at, right? The Broncos are looking on a long-term solution for a very real uh, and very important position, obviously, um, because I've always believed, and, and this really, I think, is the case in general for business. It, it starts at the top, and for the Denver Broncos, this is critical for somebody who is right now a non-factor as far as the ownership goes, and when it comes to the Broncos and decision-making, 
We're not sure if John Elway truly gets the final say because we heard, of course, from Woody Page, what was it, 18 months ago, when you know Woody Page came out and reported and said, hey, well, John Elway wanted to replace Vance Joseph as, after his first year, and Joe Ellis nixed that because it was a Shanahan that was supposed to be the one who was to take over the team and kind of resurrect where Denver was. Well, that obviously not the case, nixed by Joe Ellis. So Joe Ellis, a business individual who has said before that he doesn't dabble into the football situation and John Elway makes all all those decisions, we know that not to be the case now. So who really is the owner? Is it Joe Ellis? Is it it just a combo of the two until on a short-term basis? It's it's, It's a very difficult situation right now as far as what the Broncos are dealing with, and then you obviously enter in an entire family who, you know, some, maybe more than others, looking for uh, just the cash out. You know, could Denver be sold? Whatever may be the case, you obviously hope to think about Pat Bowen's well wishes and what his desires were for the team after his passing, and of course that being that it stays in the Bowen family. But it's hard to just turn the keys over uh, to somebody who, A, either A, isn't interested, or B, isn't qualified um, see, it appears that the trust and, and what they've seen from Beth Bowen Wallace isn't the right individual to uh, partake with the team. That's all inside stuff that, you know, I don't think anybody knows about outside of them. We will have to wait and see if more info ever comes out on this, but more than anything, I think people are looking for the now. You know, fans want answers for the now. Who's going to be the owner? Because you're starting to see a team deteriorate in general when it comes to, I think, just brand loyalty. We're we're talking about a team and an organization, a brand that may be the most strongest brand in the entire Rocky Mountain region, not just Colorado, not just Denver. We're talking about the entire Rocky Mountain region, a well-known brand organization that generates millions and millions and billions of dollars in revenue, and this is a team that is now a business that is simply put very shaky at the top who is going to make those short-term decisions because the fans want to hear it and they want to see it because you know you can understand as a fan base i think to rebuild after a super bowl run you go all in particularly with the way the denver broncos did it you know they they went all in with a quarterback that they knew was not the long-term solution uh, but was a great short-term solution peyton manning and then they spent a lot of money on defense i've always said that defenses can spike and win you a championship but i don't think they can make you a dynasty i don't think they can be a consistent dominant force in the nfl and so denver spent all this money for you know think of the names the no fly zone you know tj ward Aqib Tlaib, you know uh, Darian Stewart uh, and, and Chris Harris Jr., you can even throw Bradley Roby in there, and they've obviously had to lose a lot of those pieces this year as they begin to rebuild that defense, but they went all in and it took a couple years to rebuild. The problem is, is now we're going on number five, five years on this Denver Broncos team that is just simply put not very good. Uh, you know, I suppose we can take the 9-7 and seven season as just kind of an aftermath, the 2016 season, that of course a year also that involved Gary Kubiak with his retirement stepping away from football. But since then, just the last four years have been just putrid. I mean, they really happen. They haven't been the standard that the Denver Broncos usually see from the 5-11, and 6-10 and 10 seasons of Vance Joseph to the 7-9, and 3-5 and five current record right now we see from Vic Fangio. Now, obviously this all hinges also on Drew Locke, and he's going to work his way into the equation. We're going to talk about that here in just a second. 
But what does this team look like as we zoom out and, and start to look at a long-term basis? Because I, I think you are also got to consider the individuals who are making the decisions, John Elway, Joe Ellis, and how they have been wrong not only once, not twice, but three times, and maybe even more a couple times as they looked for a stopgap between Paxton Lynch and Drew Locke. From Case Keesum, pronounced at the podium, Keenum was not good. We all knew that was not going to be a long-term solution immediately out of the bat to the Joe Flacco that was in his prime. And then you mix in the failures of Paxton Lynch and Brock Osweiler, the stopgaps in between from Chad Kelly to Trevor Simeon. I mean, it's just, it's been a disaster from top to bottom. And Elway's career, particularly somebody who is picking the groceries for this meal, is, I think, very much hinging on two eras, and that era is A, the Peyton Manning era, and B, the post-Peyton Manning era, because Denver has not been able to show a outlier year in either of those situations. Uh, Denver was tremendous with Peyton Manning, obviously 13-3 and three for back-to-back years, 2012, 2013, 12-4 and four in 2014, 2015. Uh, you saw two... Years in particular where Denver obviously going to the Super Bowl, uh, multiple divisions, um, you know, they were a terrific team. There was no outlier year where you're like, "Mm, they're kind of struggling there. And then Peyton Manning leaves and you see this complete downfall from where they were. 5-11, 6-10, 7-9, 5-11, and 6-10, and 7-9, and, and now obviously 3-5 and five on pace for 6-10. and 10. There's no major change between those five years, and well, that tells you what's the common denominator that changed between those, and that's Peyton Manning. So is it really John Elway that should be getting the credit for a majority of that, or is it the retired now quarterback uh, and future Hall of Famer? That once donned the blue and orange. I mean, it just it it really makes you wonder. And obviously, Denver is on the back end of this, which makes it even worse because obviously, well, Peyton Manning ain't walking through that door, and they ain't going to be able to find a franchise quarterback just just sitting around anywhere in free agency. Now, this is where Drew Locke comes into the equation, and this is why I think if we bring up the past history, we bring up what the Broncos have done to try to uh, capture that and. Um, that that leads us to Drew Locke and his potential as a franchise quarterback. I want to get to that on, of course, the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by DraftKings. But first, I want to talk about this Sunday because this Sunday is going to be very, very unique. Not only, of course, obviously it's Raiders week, but hey, well, you got a weekend major golf tournament. You got another week in football. And DraftKings Sportsbook is, well, America's top-rated sportsbook app, and they're putting you in the center of the action to celebrate Sunday's action. DraftKings is is ensuring all new users that they're covered up to $100. That's just absolutely terrific. Okay? That's right. You bet. They cover risk-free Sunday betting for all of Sunday's action. This week, there's plenty of action to get in, so head on over to the app and make sure to, well, get started and make it rain this Sunday. It's going to be terrific. A lot of great sports that you can bet on this weekend. On top of great sign-up offers, DraftKings, of course, offering those special promotions and odds boost every day. And, of course, the uh, tournament going on down at Augusta, Georgia. Well, hey, you may want to go check that out. So, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code MHS when you sign up to get one 
$100 of insurance. That's insuring your Sunday bets up to $100. That's right. You bet and they cover up to $100 when you use the promo code MHS during sign up. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You got to be 21 or older. Colorado only. Risk free coverage paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. So, you know, Drew Locke, how does he now fit into this equation? Because, look, we've talked about this before. The quarterback situation, the quarterback position is so obviously critical and what they've done in the past has been trying to do this little stopgap situation and it just has not worked. Denver is now in line to... Uh, I, I guess they are in line. You could see a path in which Drew Locke fails and they've got to blow this whole thing up. Um, and that's a really, really sad sight to see and, and kind of vision. You know, you, you hope that they don't get to that mode. They're not certainly at that mode right now. But I'm in full belief that John Elway's career starts and stops at this point with Drew Locke. I can't give somebody a fifth, sixth chance when it comes to picking a quarterback when they have the history of failing over and over and over and over and over again. And it's easy to go after. It's even more so, and I don't want to discredit what Elway did, because certainly, look, the the idea of him picking up Peyton Manning was just absolutely terrific, obviously. But so was other 31 other teams trying to get, 30 other teams that were trying to get Peyton Manning services. Denver landed a lotto ticket. But winning a lotto ticket doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're still good at spending money. If you're somebody who is awful at spending money and you're throwing money left and right for just nonsense and you all of a sudden win a lotto ticket, obviously that's that's terrific. That's great. Good for you. But that doesn't mean that you've all of a sudden changed your spending habits. In fact, you could argue they got worse because now you're more influenced to spend that money. I hope that analogy makes sense to people because it's not that I want to discredit what Elway did. But we have to look at the facts of right now. And right now, the guy who is evaluating the quarterback position has been awful at it. Not bad, awful. We're looking at a guy who is trying to find stopgap quarterbacks in journeyman franchise, uh, journeyman free agents who are not panning out. And then the rookies that he's hitting are not hitting. And he's done it once and not twice. Now you enter Drew Locke who I don't think you can look at and say you've figured it out. After 10 games, you have not figured out Drew Locke. I know you think you have, but you haven't. Drew Locke is too young, too raw, too inexperienced, and somebody who has not had enough starts. I understand, and there's going to be some added pressure to the Broncos, Drew Locke, John Elway, everybody in that organization, because the Bronco fans are seeing other franchises flourish under a different quarterback, right? Justin Herbert comes in, oh, oh, he's throwing deep balls, 300 yards, three touchdown games left and right. He's coming in, he's got a big arm, big, tall, strong kid. You've got, uh, obviously, Patrick Mahomes, who, look, generational talent. I'm, I'm not really sure if Mahomes has actually played a bad game in his career. Uh, he's already got a Super Bowl. I mean, we're talking about... A quarterback who's generational—that's not a good comparison, you know. Drew Lock is not a generational talent. We kind of already knew that, but I do think Drew Lock could be good enough to win you playoff games and maybe win you a Super Bowl. And we're trying to figure that out now. 
you can't just discredit somebody after their first 10 games. If you did, you'd probably say Peyton Manning and John Elway's career themselves were probably busts after 10 games. Well, they turned out pretty good, and I get it. You know, some people are going to say, well, I don't think it's right to compare it to an alternate. Well, why not? Why not? Because that shows you the ceiling that is still available for a guy like Drew Locke. I'm not saying he's going to be that. I'm just saying that's available because that's what happened to two previous quarterbacks who eventually became first ballot Hall of Famers and obviously Peyton Wilby. This it, it is crystal clear, clear cut. So I think if you're a Broncos fan, and this is so difficult, and I understand that because sports fans in general, I think, suffer from this. Rome wasn't built in a day. And patience is such a tough trait to find nowadays with anybody in general, right? I mean, today, today's day and age, we are a society that runs on the absolutes and instant gratification. I need my coffee now. I need my food now. I need my wins now. I need my franchise quarterback now. I need to find love now. You know, it takes time to build a winner it you know if you get lucky in the nfl and the the football gods bless you with a quarterback like patrick mahomes boy you know that's that's terrific congratulations that's fantastic that's that's a tough thing to find immediately to set you up for 10 years you know i think i think i talk about this all the time when we talk green bay you know for green bay to set themselves up they kind of did that themselves now it helps that aaron Rodgers certainly panned out but they put themselves in position to be a contender for years and years and years with uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers by bringing him in early and looking at him and saying we don't want to pass on this guy and we want something in place once Aaron Rodgers is uh, or, or excuse me once Brett Favre is done with his career and they're doing the same thing now with Jordan Love in Aaron Rodgers he's not here to replace him immediately but certainly at some point in time there's going to be a place where Aaron Rodgers starts to drop off as far as production you know value and that's something that they're going to have to move on from Father Time is undefeated. Father Time's never going to lose. And if you have a plan in place, that makes your franchise all that more competitive for the next X amount of years. Now, that's the issue with Denver's. They got caught with their hand in the cookie jar, and they never had a backup plan. They never had a escape route. They think they did, I think, with Brock Osweiler. That kind of blew up in their face, and, and to, to an extent, some part not of their fault, but Denver did not have a backup plan, and that was their biggest issue. And as we zoom out, who is to blame for that? That's John Elway. That's on Joe Ellis. And look, to to be fair, I'll be the first to say this, because this is what John Elway said himself. This must have been back, what, 2013, where he said, there's no plan B. There's no plan B. We're going all in on Peyton Manning. We're going to try to win a Super Bowl because that's all that matters. So I guess you, you start to say, well, you know what? They did end up winning a Super Bowl, and they did achieve what was the ultimate goal in football. So would you rather have a team that's competitive for 10 years and maybe never wins a Super Bowl, or would you have one that's competitive for five years and does win you a Super Bowl? I guess, I guess maybe that's your question that you ask yourself if you're a Broncos fan because, look, you were rewarded with a trip to the top and the uh, finishing atop the ultimate mountain that is a Super Bowl championship in Super Bowl 50. Now, I think the, the mystique that also plays into this is, well, Denver win, didn't win that game on offense. They won that game on defense. And, and honestly, it's more of a credit to John Elway. You know, the, the idea that this guy knew that if you can't, if you can't beat him, join him, right? 
Um, and Denver was, you could argue, I think you could argue that John Elway constructed the most dominant defense in 2015, I think arguably in NFL history. It's going to go up there with many of them. I don't think a lot of people give Peyton Manning so much credit for that Super Bowl. He was not very good. That was a Denver defense that won them the Super Bowl. And when I say you can't uh, beat them, join them, Denver got whipped on defense back in 2013. Remember that Super Bowl when they got beat by the Seahawks? Oh, my goodness. I mean, from the opening play with the football flying over Peyton Manning's head, they were just not ready, and they got beat up. They got beat up real bad. One of the best offenses ever constructed got beat up real bad by one of the better def- one of the best defenses. Legion Boom's going to go down as well in NFL history. And so John always said, you know what, we can't beat that. We're going to join them. And we're going to build a defense of our own here in Denver. And they did that, and they went all in. And they won themselves a Super Bowl in 2015, and that's why. So you start to look at this rebuild, and you say, okay, well, you know, I think Denver dragged their feet just a hair on the rebuild. They they kind of thought that they could be competitive. I, I think Gary Kubiak helped that. He, you know, unfortunately, almost, if you will, you know, if you're you're Denver, you, you honestly kind of look at it and you say, well, if you're a football fan, you know, could you endure one horrible season to get a good draft pick to pick a high, you know, quarterback and then move forward, you know? Could you do that instead of this kind of slow bleed? Well, Denver's now in a slow bleed where they went from you know uh, six and ten to five and eleven, and then seven and nine, and showed maybe a little bit of faith. But the reality is, the bottom line is that Denver is still a bad team, and now at three and five, obviously, just in in worse, in almost nearly as worse a situation as they've ever been. And now we're starting to have questions about the quarterback situation, obviously, with Drew Locke, and that plays a part of it. So when you start to look back and you think and you say, okay, well, considering everything that we've seen, considering everything that we've uh, heard about, production that he's brought in, wins, losses, Super Bowls, you know, John Elway's career I think is going to be looked at as one of the most terrific ones as a GM, you know, in a short period of time, multiple Super Bowls, arguably one of the best offenses, arguably one of the best defenses, a championship. Uh, and and let's not forget also that this is a guy who took over it when Denver was in one of the worst situations that they've seen in a long, long time. And that was obviously aftermath of he who shall not be named, Josh McDaniels. But the reality is, is that we are a um, Denver Bronco fans are a fan base that is looking at the now. And right now, the now looks really bad. And I don't think you can trust a guy who missed on Joe Flacco, who missed on Case Keenum, who missed on Paxton Lynch, who missed on uh, Trevor Simeon and Brock Osweiler, and a guy who wanted Brandon Weed in. I mean, we're talking about a guy who just miss, 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 miss. How many more lives does this guy have? How many more mistakes does he have before the Denver Bronco fans say no? Now, the issue, of course, as we go continue, and this is why we kind of theme the podcast today about zooming out and looking at ownership, who's holding this guy accountable? I mean, who's going to be the guy to replace him in the event where he does need to be replaced? I'm not exactly sure if that person exists, so we will certainly um, you know, continue to cover it and well, make sure uh, you know you can follow along at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com, of course, on the podcast. And you can follow on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. It's an interesting discussion as we move forward. I don't, I don't like to get into the lawsuits or the you know the family fight or anything like that, but more so, how does this affect Denver moving forward? And it certainly does in a big, big 
way. The Progress Blitz Podcast, of course, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in, of course. Find more info on the Broncos at MileHighSports.com. Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, MileHighSports.com is where you can find the podcast. We are all done for the program. appreciate you tuning in. You can find more info on the Denver Broncos at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.